Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre, Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Emma Callender. Hello and welcome to the Travcast. My name is Emma Callender and I'm the Associate Director of the Travis Theatre and this is my chance to speak with writers about the process of writing. We have a very special Travcast for you this week. We're joined by three writers from Le Manufacteur Theatre Company in Montreal as part of a cultural exchange that has been happening between the Travis and Le Manufacteur. This conversation began many years ago and has now reached a culmination where some of the Traverse writers, Rob Drummond, Morna Pearson, David Ireland and Douglas Maxwell, went to Quebec to present their work Quiz Show, Artist Man and Mother Woman, Most Favoured and A Respectable Widow Takes to Vulgarity, which were translated into Quebecois French. And now we are very pleased to host these writers from La Manufacture here at the Traverse to present their plays as readings read by a stellar Scottish cast and directed by Assistant Artistic Director of La Manufacture, Philippe Lambert. So the writers that will be joining me today are Francois Archambault, speaking about his play You Will Remember Me. Then we will have Fabienne Clotier speaking about his play Billy, The Days of Howling. We'd like to also thank uh, Bobby Theodore, who will be translating for Fabienne. And finally, we'll be joined by Catherine-Anne Toupin, speaking of her play, Right Here, Right Now. So I'm joined now by Francois Achimbault. Welcome. Bonjour. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Are you well? Yeah, fine. Very good. Good. Yeah. So Francois has joined us as part of the um, Quebec uh, exchange yeah. with the um, La Manufacture company and these last two days um, th- yesterday and today we've yeah. been working on the scripts ready for readings so yesterday you heard your play you for will the first remember time. me yeah, for the in first Scottish. time <laughs> in Scottish <laughs> with the accent yeah it's very very interesting uh, just to hear uh, but, uh, uh, every time you hear your text with uh, being performed by different actors it's always fantastic, but in a, a foreign language, it's it's strange because it's like you. It's not you who has written the play. It's just like you're watching a Woody Allen show or <laughs> something like that. Just so, so the music of it is very fantastic, and uh, and also with the cast wi- that we have, it's it's interesting because uh, it gives me another lightning in uh, on the characters, just like. You you see uh, different colors that uh, that you have put maybe in the the characters, but uh, when you do a show, only one actor perform the, the the character, and when you hear other people say uh, do the part, uh, it's like you're discovering different level or different uh, layer that be that hides beneath the the characters. Mm. So it's 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 always interesting for me to to hear that mm. and uh, yesterday was interesting for that too mm. so this piece um uh was first produced um in montreal yeah yeah and when was it first produced uh, it was produced uh, in january uh 2014 i uh, know uh, yeah yeah 
for it in, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's your second play with Lum Manufacturing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do a remount uh, this year, and there will be there will be a tour uh, across Canada uh, next year with the show. Uh, yeah. And was this the first time that you've heard it in a different language? Uh, no, it's been produced in Calgary, uh, almost at the same time in February mm-hmm. uh, last year. So uh, it, it was almost a simultaneous production, and it's the first time that happens for me that uh, having two production of the same show being so close in a different language so it was interesting to see how uh, people from Canada react to the show too uh, especially because there are political issues in the show uh, which are very emotional for the Quebecers uh, because the show talks about sovereignty and uh, the referendum of uh, 1980 that we lost and uh, René Lévesque a a great politician and uh, so the show is talking about the 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 the, the wound. Do you say that yeah. the blessure, the wound mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that l- uh, last referendum caused to many people, and it was interesting to see in, uh, in another perspective with in the Canada because they didn't want us to leave, uh, and I, I was asking myself will they be able to like a character who wants to break the Canada? And, and, uh, and, and they did. They, they did like the character. And I think they could understand uh, his point of view. And I, I think because time has passed, you see, uh, passed uh, too, <laughs> I should say. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not as emotional as it was for English Canada, I, I guess. Mm. So they could hear that, and uh, and yeah. <laughs> um, I want to then guide you to another question because this is a very specific time in Scotland's history because yeah. of the recent referendum result here. Yeah. So um, we chose um, your piece not just because it's brilliant writing, but also because of the yeah. um, because of the subject matter, knowing that yeah. we were going to be presenting it at this time. Yeah. So. Um, in terms of the Scottish um, referendum and, and, and your your time here, which has been quite short, <laughs> um, but um, how has that experience been, feeling that this story is being told in this country with its recent history? Yeah, um, it's very recent for you, th- mm. this, so... Uh, it's still I'm quite emotional. F- yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I believe, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how the audience will react to to this part of the play uh, uh, because uh, I didn't see right now uh, it's hard for uh, for me to to judge what happened here uh, but at the same time in Quebec uh, everyone was very uh, uh, well, uh, curious about what's wha- what was happening here mm-hmm. and I have uh, friends who are sovereignists and who wants the independence of Quebec, who came here just mm-hmm. to see what will happen. And they wanted so much that <laughs> their yes would win. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, it feels like there's this really strong link between yeah, Quebec yeah, and yeah. Scotland for many reasons, but not just politically, but also creatively. Yeah. So being in the room yesterday when um, Philippe was directing the, yeah. the, the read-throughs of each of the three plays, it felt like there was a very strong understanding, unspoken understanding, 
both politically and creatively. Yeah. Did it feel the same? For yeah, you? yeah. And uh, we got the, we got the, that feeling when uh, the Scottish playwriters were coming in Montreal, and uh, we had to work on their their uh, their plays. And I had translated the the most favorite from David Ireland into French, uh, and translating this play, I was just uh, I I was reading the play and I was saying to myself i could have written this place it's so similar the the way the 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 sensibility the the rhythm of it the 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 approach about theater something very concrete about the story and the characters very strong and i think at uh, they they do a lot of scottish shows so there there's a link uh a emotional link uh, i guess between those two Almost countries, I should I should say. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's provocative. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that uh, maybe that's one of the the link. Uh, but you I can don't feel know. the reflection as well happening where um, uh, that the Travis and um, and Lalicon have had a um, La Manufacture have had a long relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this conversation yeah. has been going on for many many years now, yeah, yeah. and it feels really exciting that now this is the first culmination of that you know where, yeah, 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 where yeah. You, you were here with us in the building um but over that time it feels like there's been times when scotland has been following uh, quebec and times when quebec has been following scotland in yeah, terms of yeah. playwriting styles and conversations yeah and it's always changing and moving yeah. um really interesting to see um i'd like to pick up on a theme inside your play which is um that the main character has um very developed Alzheimer's um, and you are telling a very personal story but also that then links to quite deep political themes and issues so I just wanted to hear a little more about where that started that idea and yeah okay yeah how it grew so uh, I didn't want to write about uh, Alzheimer's disease uh, uh, because it came in my life uh, because my father-in-law has th- uh, Alzheimer, so and uh, I, I feel a, I felt a bit shy or almost guilty to pick up things from his life and making it into a play, and I didn't want to tell his story. I just want to leave him alone with what he was living. So it's just, but at the same time, it keep coming and just the, the, this theme keep coming and. Uh, then uh, I started to make link with the the history uh, of the country and uh, uh, almost country of Quebec. Uh, and uh, also another theme is the, the the relationship to present moment, which I've which at this moment is very uh, very everywhere. Uh, the the way we live with uh, uh, social. Uh, Internet, all that, uh, Facebook, all that, and we're we're all s- we're all stimulated by distraction. Who wants to keep us in prison time? Always in prison time. So I wanted to have a, an opposition between the 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 urgence of it being in the present moment and the necessity to remember. So it became it became characters. Um, so. When I had the idea that the guy who would have Alzheimer would be a history teacher, 
then it all fall into place because they say okay this is quite ironical to to have someone who live in the past who share the past so much losing uh, his touch with the present moment because with this disease the first time you lose uh, the first thing you lose is the recent memory so uh, what I watch with my father-in-law is that the more he get into Alzheimer the more he was talking about his past and his own history personal history so he was going back backward mm. to in his own life so I quite developed the action of the play with, with this idea that it's someone who don't, don't want to disappear and that's why I made him a public character so it's someone who wants to be there and not disappear but at the same time is starting to vanish and I wanted to develop different level of history the personal history the familiar familiar history and above that oops excuse me above that we have the history of Quebec and that became so clear because uh, uh, the uh, Quebec motto do you say motto yeah this was really interesting to hear yeah. this yesterday about the motto of Quebec is uh -huh. je me souviens which means I I, I remember so it, it became so clear that I had to make a link with that too and with this missed opportunity that we had to be part of the history, the big history by becoming a country. So for someone who teach history and is so involved with the, uh, the, the history, w which means so, so much things for him, knowing that he was at at a certain moment in a place and knowing that we we uh, we were so close to make history and we didn't do it so i think that's going to be one of the elements of the play that will really ring very loud yeah. for our audience when we hear the reading this evening um and whichever way they personally voted i think that theme is so strong yeah because in Quebec, it's strange because uh, I know people who voted no and are very sorry that the yes didn't win. Mm -hmm. It's a very complex thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's so emotional. It's hard to make a, such a big decision in life. So, uh, mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a mixed emotion for many people. Mm. You've done a beautiful thing in this play, um, uh, I think, where you've um, woven the epic political story into something which is such a very very personal family story yeah, yeah. and the uh, relationships that are happening between the family members um, holds so much weight and there are so many gateways inside those relationships yeah. for the much bigger ideas that you're um, presenting the audience with um, and I could feel that in the actors responding yesterday yeah you know they were picking up on uh, on those um, huge uh, huge issues you know too much to even discuss in one day of rehearsal yeah of course of course uh yeah but what i found interesting about this is uh, it was uh, the history of the fam the family and having a secret something that you want to forget about your own story so i, I find it interesting to put things that 
uh, put a character who says always says we have to remember we have to remember we have to remember but at the same time there is something in his own life that he decided to erase and you don't want to remember that because it's so uh, painful mm-hmm. so for me at the same time as a writer I, I'm just trying to think about what should we do in life should we remember everything or just be in the past be in the present tense so I, I'm st- I'm struggle I struggle with between these two options in life and I think we all do so uh, I try to express that in a story just the yeah the struggle between uh, between being in the present moment and share the past so I think the play is about that more than about the disease yeah it in, in a way that comes across really clearly and yeah. I think the audience whichever whichever element is more important to them the play allows you to make it about that you know there's a lot of space in there as well i think i think so well i'm looking forward to the reading this (laughs) evening (laughs) yeah me too yeah uh, yeah i look forward the the audience response to it yeah Mm. thank you so much thank you So I'm joined now by Fabien Cloutier. Welcome. Merci, bonjour. <laughs> so Fabien's going to be um, speaking in French and we have um, Bobby with us to be able to translate. And Bobby's also the translator of the play as well. So um, congratulations, both of you, on your work. Uh, your you. piece is going to be performed um, as a reading this week at the Travers. Mm. And we had the first read-through yesterday. Um, I'd like to talk uh, first about where the idea started for this play so hearing the actors yesterday reflecting on this sense of people having opinions quicker than they have considerational Mm -hmm. thought and often blaming other people instead of reflecting on themselves yeah where where these ideas started for you la la question de départ que que je me suis posé avec uh, Sylvain Bélanger so um when he first started to write this play, he was working with the director, Sylvain Bélanger, and the question they were trying to tackle was, what's holding Quebec back? Et ça a été vraiment le point de départ, ça. Et puis, avec, avec tout ça, on, on, ce, que, ce que j'ai voulu mettre en lumière, c'est... c'est les... Yeah, so basically, he wanted to shine a light on people who uh, never take the blame for anything and always basically put the blame on others. It's always uh, other people who are at fault, All other people, it's, in, it's the environmentalist's fault, it's everyone else's fault, but they never actually look at themselves and see how they're involved in the problem. It was really great hearing our actors responding to that, and I could mm. see you yesterday smiling and nodding and thinking, okay, this this is communicating. Mm. It really is. Well, puis j'essaie de... So he, he basically, he was very excited to see like how these characters, all the actors were basically catching on fire. Uh, they, they really got a sense of these characters who are in action. They're, they're just going for it. They're just going for it. They don't really reflect. They're just in action. It was really exciting for him to hear the Scottish accent when he was hearing the play read uh, because when he writes, he, he writes it like a musical score and he has, you know, he always places certain voices in different places to hear it. And so having the accent, it just was uh, hearing the music in a whole new way that was very exciting for him. Parce que je, j'essaie, je, 
en écrivant, j'entends ces répliques-là. J'aime monter ça un peu comme une, comme une partition, d'aller placer une voix là, une voix là. Euh, quelqu'un qui est dans, un, dans une colère pendant que quelqu'un d'autre est bas. J'aime jouer avec cette musicalité-là. Et là, il y a une nouvelle musicalité qui arrive avec, euh, avec l'accent, je trouve ça. Mm, I could see you smiling. <laughs> It was really nice to see. Really, really nice to see. Um, I want to ask you about the title. Mm. So, um, the English title is Billy, Days of Howling. What, um, what is it in uh, French? In French, it's, uh, it's uh, Billy, Les Jours de Hurlement. Uh, Tell me more about the title. Ouais, um, C'était un peu pour résumer. Premièrement, je, je, je voulais l'appeler Billy pour déjà que notre, que notre regard, en fait, que déjà on commence à s'intéresser. So, he wanted to call it he wanted to call it billy because it's a bit of a trick because it's about a boy named billy so it makes the audience believe that it's about this kid when uh, and and it is for a large part about the kid but he ends up fine and there's something else that happens in the play that i won't say because it'll ruin it but uh, <laughs> but it turns out to be basically the, the 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 title is a bit of a trick on the audience to 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 reel them in puis les jours de hurlement c'était... Euh, J'essayais de trouver une façon de résumer cette, cette époque où on, où on parle beaucoup, où on, où, où on hurle, où les gens euh, se réveillent. Il y, a, il y a une forme de colère. Je trouve qu'on est euh, à, à une époque où les discours sont particulièrement euh, agressifs, euh, que ce soit à la radio ou sur les réseaux sociaux. Les gens euh, ont, ont de l'opinion, euh, de l'opinion très très dure aussi. Et ça, euh, ça, ça, ça me trouble cette idée-là -là, qu'on qu se parle aussi durement en fait. This is a bit more tricky, but uh, basically the the second part of the so it's Billy Days of Howling is the literal translation of what that would be, or it's a time of howling or howling days. Basically, he's trying to It's a troubling time for Fabien. He's, uh, people are hard. There's a kind of violence in the world, in, inside people, and it's very troubling. And, uh, and it, it, he's trying to capture that in the play. Um, you've been in Scotland for just over one day. Mm -hmm. um, and it's your first time? Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like to, uh, just to hear your kind of first impressions about the similarities and the differences between Quebec and Scotland. Mm -hmm. Uh, en arrivant, uh, ça he, he always wanted to come to Scotland and he finds the people here really, really friendly. And uh, anyway, it's only been a day, but he really likes it. En Écosse, que j'aime beaucoup. En tout cas, en, en une journée, là. Euh, puis je pense que oui, il y a, il y a une réelle... Euh... As far as theatre goes, um, Uh, he's been going to, he's been seeing a lot of Scottish and Irish theatre at La Licorne, La Manufacture, and he feels that there's a kinship uh, between the Scottish and Quebecois cultures, uh, more so than with the French from France culture, uh, and uh, it's, it's something that has made an impact upon him. So you spoke about um, the work uh, of Scottish playwrights and Irish playwrights um, being presented at La Licorne. And I'm really interested um, to ask you about this 
exchange, artistic exchange. It's specifically to do with playwriting mm. and how you feel the writers that are being presented at Lalacon are then going on to affect the writing community uh, of La Manufacture mm. and maybe Montreal. And also then opposite your experience here and then maybe how that could go on to affect writers mm. in the Scottish writing community. Right. So, uh, the, the, what, what really struck him was seeing this, this work, this Scottish and Irish work that r had these characters that were so sort of contemporary and real uh, that uh, w he wasn't really seeing on Québécois stages. Ces, ces textes-là ont été aussi très, très bien traduits en québécois. C'est une, une des forces, en fait, ce qui a fait le... le... So, uh, well, first off, the plays were really well translated by Québécois playwrights and translators, uh, translator playwrights. And uh, also, the, the, the characters had a, a lot of anger that... Uh, you know that they they were they that they had to deal with and they were in action with uh, in reaction with and that struck him dès le départ là, dans le théâtre dans la dramaturgie écossaise puis irlandais puis ce qui est puis de voir aussi maintenant que la pièce i think uh, sorry i might get this wrong uh, i'll start so i think the fear is sometimes when you write the the about something that it'll just be seen as uh, oh that's just quebecois people whining and complaining but when you see work from other places that you can see yourself in uh, he realizes that the work can travel and that it's really and something now he's promising himself is to always be specific and detailed and not lose the specificity of his work because he sees how it can touch people elsewhere and be reflected elsewhere. That felt really clear in the first read-through yesterday, mm. didn't it? You know, <laughs> you felt the actors just responding so, so um, deeply mm -hmm. to so many of the details, and they may be seeing it from a completely different perspective, yeah, yeah. but I felt that the sense of communication was as strong as it could be. Mm, yeah. um, I look forward to seeing it in front of an audience yeah. tonight <laughs> and seeing how that goes. Thank you so much, Fabienne. So now I'm joined by Catherine Toupin. Welcome. Hello. And you are the third writer that we're speaking to today. That's I uh, am. Yeah. And the girl. I know, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, so your piece that we are going to be reading here mm -hmm. um, in English is right here, right now. Yeah. And in French... It's called À présent. Great. It means right here, right now. That's lucky. Yeah. That's good translation. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're also an actress as well I as am. a writer. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm an actress. Yeah, that's what I do most of the time. And this is your third play. It's my third play. And the first that La Manufacture produced. Fantastic. Yeah, the first two were produced. I have my own theater company as well. Uh, so the first two plays were produced by my company. And then I guess I, I got better known in Quebec and La Manufacture produced the play. 
Great. I just want to talk about um, the relationship between being an actress and being a writer mm -hmm. and how they affect each other because in Scotland we're lucky enough to be able to have this incredible rich culture where uh, theatre makers will move between being an actor, being a writer and um, moving between um, direction, mm -hmm. theatre making. So how do you feel that they uh, inform each other? Um, well... As an actor, I feel that you don't have that much control over what you say, how, how you're seen by the public. That, and I wanted to have more control over the way I, 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 I projected uh, what I was thinking. Uh, and writing allows you to do that. It allows you to, to, to really s uh, say and do what you want. And you don't have to wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> so, uh, and th the, the thing that I liked most is the act of creation itself. I feel that as, a, as an actress, sometimes you can be interchangeable. Another actress could play the part that I'm given. But as a, a writer, you're the one who, who, nothing exists if you're not there. It's, it's, it's pure creation. And I really like that. And how do they complement each other I'd say that um, as an actor you're in you're in uh, the rehearsal room in the rehearsal process so when I was writing I felt already active I was in front of my computer always saying the text the lines repeating it um, always wanting to to have the play move forward be in action in the action uh, be very active and be in the suspense because as an actor uh, when you're on stage you feel um, the audience reacting to discovering new things new plot twists you, and you, you, you like that <laughs> you feel it so you, strongly in your uh, on text. stage it's amazing how mm. you, you you know where a play gets too long when you get when the audience gets bored so so that's that's the thing that influences me the most when I'm writing knowing ah, that we don't need those lines this scene is not necessary it's not moving forward it's not active enough we mm. don't have any more clues and I write for television also uh, mm. quite a bit so that's another form of writing mm. uh, but yeah you feel this level um, of suspense in uh -huh. this play mm -hmm. and that sense of action yep is so strong and uh, electric. It yeah. feels electric. You constantly are trying to work out what what's going on. What's going what's on? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And you're setting us challenges. It feels yeah. like nearly every couple of minutes, yeah. a new challenge comes. And I could feel yesterday the actors when they were reading the piece their bodies come to life and them just inhabit your world. So I think the task that you do at your computer where you're speaking the lines, I felt that then translate into the Travis Scottish actors yesterday. Great. So clearly. It was <laughs> really <wait>. exciting. <laughs> wow. Really Can't great. Wait. Great. Um, I don't want to give too much away no. about the play mm -hmm. um, because I think it's really important that the audience um, go through that journey mm -hmm. without too much information mm -hmm. as they go um, but what I would like to ask um, is where the idea for the play started well when I wrote it I didn't know what was the inspiration for it it's only when when I finished it that I realized what had happened can I just ask a question as well yeah. was it um, on commission so no. 
No, you just wrote for I the just, passion. It was very... It's never happened to me before to have that sort of um, flow, that sort of um, very strong inspiration. You feel forced to sit down to your computer, at, in front of your computer every morning. It was very, very strong. And I wrote the plane about six weeks to two months, the first draft. Um, and it was, it was such a strong feeling. It just came out. I didn't really understand what was happening. And then when I finished it and I... I, I sort of went, oh, I see. <laughs> um, the inspiration, which is sort of buried very deeply inside me. Um, when I was nine years old, my parents had a child, uh, a young boy. His name was Marc-Antoine, and he died in, in infancy. Um, it's called La Mort Subite du Nourrisson in, in, in French. Um, it's when a child just dies during his sleep. Caught's death. So uh, that's what happened. I was nine when it happened. I don't remember my brother that much because I was still pretty young and death was still something that was very absurd to me. It was not tangible. But what I remember is the extreme grief my mother went through, Mm -hmm. which lasted for months and months, probably two years. I didn't know at the time that it was like deep depression because I was too young, but that's what she went through after the the death of uh, my young brother. And that's, that's a period that's very... I have um, very sad memories of that period and my dad as well that that was caught in this and I have a younger sister was too young to really understand what was happening I'm the eldest so I remember that and I think the play was sort of me evacuating all of that experience all of that sadness all of that um, great grief that my mother uh, experienced and that's exactly what happens to the main character of the play Alice who loses a child and who goes through a deep depression and we sort of enter her mind uh, and well we don't want to reveal too much about what's <laughs> happening but I, you've yeah. read the play so I guess you understand yeah. what I'm saying makes yeah. sense with, 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 the, with the play Yeah. so that, that was the inspiration but I didn't mm. know when I was writing it that's what's so interesting mm. that it's, it's a past memory and it's only when I finished it and I remember I, I was uh, talking on the phone with my parents they were asking uh, uh, so what are you doing right now I'm writing I just finished a play I don't know what and it's, I hung up the phone, and then I went, oh, that's why I wrote that play. Wow. It was that period in my life, which, I mean, I'm, I was so young. I don't really, rem- I, I didn't remember it. It's not something that I carry with me every day consciously, but unconsciously, it was buried in me. Mm. The incredible thing, especially now hearing that it comes from such a personal place, mm-hmm. is the sense of playfulness that's in the piece, you know? <laughs> well, in French, I'm a very funny girl, I know. <laughs> As an actress, I'm, I'm known mostly for comedy. There is a great <laughs> level of comedy in this play, and, and, it, it, and it, at times is unsettling, and at times is 
terrifying. It is. And and the laughter in the room, again, when we did the reading, was really joyous. And, and I think that, again, in terms of the action of the piece, was yes. really interesting because that laughter coming into the room with this subject matter is brilliantly complicated. You definitely need it. <laughs> yeah, or else it, it would be depressing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I... Again, as an actor, um, in French, I have an expression, and it's called plot à rire. Um, I, uh, it's difficult to translate. I'm a, a, a laughter whore, I would say. <laughs> that's what, I, I, yeah, that's, that's how you would translate Great. plot à rire. So uh, Great. I do a lot of comedy, both on TV and, and on stage. And it's such a strong feeling to make people laugh when you have like a thousand people in the audience who laugh at your jokes or what you're doing. It's such a powerful uh, tool that mm -hmm. as a writer, I need to include comedy in what I write or, or else it, it wouldn't make sense for me to go up on stage every night to do it because I, I need to feel that it's a drug <laughs> it really is a drug laughter you performed the main character yourself as well yes in yes. the premiere yes um, I, 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 I the reason why I write is to is to act <laughs> so yeah what was that experience like performing this piece uh, terrifying because <laughs> usually as an actor I'm quite um, I, I have a lot of joy rehearsing And I have a lot of fun. But when it's your lines, when it's especially coming from a story that was so personal, you get deeply attached to it. And uh, since we were creating the text for the first time and that the um, director was is uh, my best friend, the one who directed the play, he um, he he wanted to make a few changes in the text. And every time I was, oh, my God, are you sure? No, don't cut that line. I love it. So it's it's that experience of sort of um, forgetting that you're the the writer to mm -hmm. become the the actor. Um, it was a difficult process. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, it was. It's such a powerful, and I'm looking for the right adjective, and I think it almost. It defies me finding one specific adjective um, to describe the the sense that I got when I first read it, uh -huh. and also the sense that I got when I heard it read by our actors yesterday. Uh -huh. um, so I'm just really looking forward to hearing it in the uh, in the space. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being here It's with us. It's a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.